Welcome to another Monday of... No one gets away with anything. We are... Jose Rafael Chaneri and... Ariana Lopez. Here with you today, we are at Maria Studios uh, recording <laughs> uh, a new episode. Today we have a very special topic. Can you enlighten us, Ariana? So Jose had like this very bright idea a couple of days ago and he was like why don't we just speak about music and the, the importance and the relevance of having music in our daily lives and the use that we give to it. Reason for which you might remember some stories that we posted in our Instagram a couple of days ago. Now that we're recording, but by the time you listen to this, it's going to be long yeah. time, yeah. long time before. So the idea is that by the time this episode comes out, you're going to have a playlist. Um... We're going to do our best to give you a playlist. We're going to make two of them. One with Ariana's music and one with mine. And you guys get to choose which is the better playlist. How about that? Fair enough. Yeah. Okay, then, since you were the one who proposed the topic, like, how do you want to begin? Okay, I want to start with a recommendation. Hay un YouTuber que me fascina que se llama Nerdwriter. Okay, Nerdwriter, in his channel, he basically, what he does is he analyzes stuff, inspiring stuff. O sea, um, ¿te acuerdas que yo hablaba antes un poquito de Jason Silva? Okay. Jason Silva, eh, uno de mis youtubers favoritos también. He's an intellectual. He's very, very, very nice. And he... <laughs> Ariana stared at me in this, like, I'm looking at infinity kind of way. So... Um, Jason Silva, he talks about flow. Remember we talked about that? Como que, que si tú estás haciendo algo de lo que, tipo, en lo que eres bueno, you stop thinking about what you're doing and you mm -hmm. just do. Y que, de lo más cómico de todo esto, es como que he, whenever he talks about a subject, like I have in my WhatsApp status, a, a video that he made called About Love. And it's this video that just makes inspiration contagious. Mm -hmm. Entonces, cada vez que él habla y te cuenta de cómo él está súper apasionado sobre el bilingüismo porque él creció en Venezuela, pero eh, tipo tiene demasiada cultura americana, entonces el bilingüismo no es nada más tipo cultural, no es nada más eh, de lenguaje, sino es un bilingüismo cultural y que mientras exploras otras culturas que tengan el mismo idioma, no te vuelves bilingüista, sino trilingüista, es súper cool. You get inspired and you start becoming interested in that idea. Es esa cosa que nos hace falta a todos en nuestra clase de historia. Mm -hmm. Como que si no tienes una profesora que te eche el cuento de la historia de Venezuela bien, you're not really interested. And you're never going to learn. And you're never going to learn. And this guy, Nerdwriter01 on, on, on YouTube, has been doing it for like eight years. And he has, he puts a video out once a month, like an extensive research phase. And he puts out videos about any topic. Like a lot of his videos for a while were about Trump. Like, he had two or three of them, but that's a lot for his, tipo, amount of videos. I use them. I'm an English teacher, for those of you who don't know. Y en mis clases de, de conversación los uso muchísimo porque if you can understand a complex subject that's actually interesting to you, you will learn faster. Entonces, this guy talks about everything. Like, I have heard a video from him about suspense and how the um, different uh, people can make very, like, Tarantino. Like Tarantino is a suspense director, like through and through. And he talks about this 30-minute opening scene in Inglorious Bastards where you see Colonel Hans Landa interrogate a French uh, landowner. And it's 30 minutes of the movie. It's the first 
scene and it's just absolute utter tension and there's other videos where he just talks for example like he get, he grabs like an agatha christie novel and tells you why it's inspiring and he grabs an aspect or one of my favorite ones is about um light like he investigates so thoroughly that he tipo hay un video que habla sobre toy story the last movie the toy story 4 with the spork like the movie the engineering that it's called the real fake cameras of toy story 4 and it's talking about how in the digital world you actually don't need cameras like you're an it's omnipresent you're the digital world is created it's not the same and how pixar literally had to engineer a way to add cameras to a digital world and like toy story 4 you actually see camera lens effects so there's a shot called the split diopter shot which is unnatural to the human eye because you can it's you've seen it before it's when there's two objects that are in focus at different planes por ejemplo yo ahora en este momento tengo a Ariana a mi izquierda y a Marie a mi derecha un poco más atrás un split diopter shot es uno en el que literalmente la misma cámara puede enfocar tanto a Ariana como a Marie en el mismo plano it's really confusing because you notice that it's not real and it creates tension it creates like this mm, uneasiness exact that's the word it creates uneasiness but it's an analog thing mm -hmm. you put another lens on top of the camera that you're recording with that focuses on that so the the fun and weird part is why do you need in a digital movie where you're using fake cameras to add an analog physical like modification it's really weird like why would you do that It also talks about how in the set, like there's a lot of lights, it's a fair. Every single light is calibrated down to each bulb of light. Tipo, cada bombillo de luz está calibrado. Really crazy. And like, he knows this stuff and it's really weird. And he has videos about Michael Jackson. But in this particular day, what warranted me to talk about music, es que llevo asociado como tres semanas con una banda que este, si no la han escuchado, escúchenla porque vale infinitamente la pena, called Fleetwood Mac. Okay. Fleetwood Mac had the first album called Fleetwood Mac, and then they had an album called. I I'm pretty sure it's a, it's called, Dreams. Am I being correct? Okay. And how is it spelled? Like the name of the band? Fleetwood. L F L E E T W O O D. Okay. Band. M A C K. C A M A C K. Yeah, I think. Fleetwood Mac. Okay. Um. So, why Fleetwood Mac? He made a video about them and about their song called Dreams. And he, in the end of the video, he says, you know, Fleetwood Mac didn't reinvent pop music. It dipped it in solid gold. Wow. Yeah. Like, But what does he mean by that? So, he starts out by talking about the fact that It, they're a studio band, like the Beatles, like Frank Ocean. Mm -hmm. they, you know, they're a band that, like, you know, they, they are better if they have time to make the song in studio. And they were at this point where they had just put out their first album. It was burning up the radio, and they had enough time. Tipo, tenían el tiempo suficiente como para sentarse y decir, ¿sabes qué? Vamos a darle 50 vueltas a esta canción. Okay, the members of the band were Steve Buckingham, Stevie Nicks. I'm sure you've heard Stevie Nicks before. Um, then... Fleetwood was a member of the band. And then there were two brothers, the McVees, okay. a brother and a sister. And they were all part of the band. And uh, Steve Buckingham and Stevie Nicks 
were together. Mm-hmm. Funny enough, Stevie Nicks appears in American Horror Story. Para los que lo hayan visto, hay, en Coven hay un episodio en el que de los rumores que salían en esa época de que Stevie Nicks had sold her soul to the devil to become a good singer and to become famous. <laughs> yeah, yeah, really. And tipo, es básicamente por esta canción. Uh, she broke up with uh, Buckingham, que era su bandmate, and she made a song called Dreams. And it is mind-blowingly good. Okay, but like she made the song... About the breakup. About the breakup while he was still a band member. So he had to sing or like perform the breakup song about him. The band has is so famous that he has had to perform that song in concert for the last 40 years. Jesus, it's an old band. It's an old band, but that's the thing. That like the video begins by him saying, "Like, look, when you listen to this song, it kind of feels like it was made yesterday, and it was made 40 years ago, and we'll be listening to it 40 years from now, and this is the reason." And that's kind of why I want to want to explore, like, why is it that a band made a song 40 years ago, and I can't get it out of my brain, and now I've gone into a hole where I've listened to all of their discography, like. What compels a human being to do that? Okay, I'm going to rescue something that you said before, where, like, you mentioned that the emotion was contagious. I think it was about Jason Silva. Yeah. In which, the way in which he explains things. I was watching a TED Talk yesterday, and she was explaining exactly that. She was like, the way in which you portray your words and whatever you feel is absolutely contagious. So it's like, if you're happy, those around you will absorb your happiness and it's something we talked about on our first episode is like whatever you feel it's something that replicates in your environment so exactly if you do something for yourself it's something that replicates so i believe that if you have a song that's very powerful emotionally and you can sense that and in the ted talk she also mentioned like when you say hello to someone the tone in which you say it already hints a lot about the way that you're feeling so imagine if you have like a whole song of that very strong emotion, I believe that exactly that is what become time, becomes timeless, you know? It's like emotions are not attached to the moment of, of the, like where, where you're living or like when it was written. Emotions are attached to like the human nature. So no matter when you listen to the songs, if they're very true to themselves and they're very true to the person and the feelings that that person had when it was written, then it's a song that it's very much likely to be timeless. And if it produces something into you, if it's portraying the emotions correctly, then you're going to be engaged in it so much that you're going to keep wanting more and more and more because it's like it's, it's feeding you with an emotion that you desire. Okay. Well, that is one of the points that he makes. O sea, en verdad, hay una parte del video en el que habla exactamente esto. Dice como que, mira... Una de las cosas que hace que esta canción sea como es es precisamente que the breakup was real and you can literally feel it in the band. Mm-hmm. Me explico. And that that's totally true. But he in the be- he says also like there's a lot of things that contribute to the fact that this song is amazing. Mm-hmm. And he goes on to analyzing it and he says, for example, whenever they had ideas, it spawned more ideas. O sea, cada vez que como cuando tú y yo hablamos del podcast y estamos hablando de, de ah bro vamos a hacer este episodio así. Y más ah cuál deberíamos hacer un episodio and we end up having like five episode ideas in like three minutes that happens too and it happened to them whenever they were recording something they laid down the track and then they were thinking like oh how, how are we going to do the the chorus so stevie nicks is singing and she says there's a part where, where 
in the chorus, she sang it to herself and she was like, huh, I have an idea on how to make the song more ghostly. And she sings in the background the voices in like a very shrieking kind of voice. Mm -hmm. And there's a part of the song, there's an instrument in the song, which is, you know, the, um, in the drum set, the one that's like a disc, but it does, it goes up and down like this. Sí, pero el platillo que sube y baja nada más. Okay. No el que es tipo... Uh -huh. Y básicamente, estos carajos hicieron que todos los instrumentos estuviesen un poco más bajos que el tono de eso. Okay. Y el platillo se nota demasiado en la canción y marca el ritmo completo de la canción. Es un... Toda la canción. Mm -hmm. Tipo, incessantly. Hasta el punto que it becomes kind of captivating. Y la única otra cosa que está más alto que eso en la canción es la voz de ella. And so the song becomes really weird. And what they did, hay un... ¿Te acuerdas de José Rafael Briseño? El profesor Briseño. Claro, el profesor Briseño. Él tiene, eh, no sé, hay un video de YouTube de él hablando sobre el perfeccionismo. ¿Tú has visto ese video? No. I don't remember. Maybe I have that. I don't remember. Okay, para los que no hayan visto este video, también se los hiper recomiendo. Es un video que habla sobre... El, el profesor Briseño fue profesor de Mises. Uh -huh. okay. De oratoria. De oratoria de Mises, exactamente. Y básicamente, nosotros habíamos ganado... No me acuerdo qué año fue, pero fue... Nosotros ganamos tres años seguidos. El segundo año que nosotros ganamos seguidos, Osmel dijo, mira, no vamos a volver a ganar. <risa> ya. Este, y le dieron a la mis que venía a al profesor Briseño y Briseño dijo ¿sabes qué? vamos a vamos a fix you up let's make you good y él básicamente está contando como durante todo este proceso no fue que los venezolanos somos la gran vaina o sea no es que Venezuela es bella que, la, que, que los gochos son increíbles y por eso lo hizo buenísimo no es que tenemos las vainas más bonitas del mundo es que hay un huevón que en este caso fue Briseño y no me acuerdo quién fue la última vez que ganó este, Estefanía Fernández Estefanía Fernández Estefanía Fernández que se tragaron toda la información que se tenía que tragar tanto que estos tipos o sea uno en un momento lo dice yo literalmente el día que nos dieron el venue en el que iba a ser en el evento yo me senté y le dije a Estefanía te vas a aprender todo este hotel de patas para arriba de arriba para atrás todo lo que sea y en el momento que digan ay porfa necesitamos a alguien que nos venga tú seas la crack del bungalú este y nos cuentes a todo el mundo cada vez que ven a alguien tu, tu sonrisa para en par y que te diviertas en tu vaina porque pasaba que por ejemplo en las mises eh, había una parte que era obviamente las visten a todas iguales y las ponen a bailar o sea sabes que es difícil que lo dice él sabes que es difícil diferenciante entre 40 otras coño madres que están igual de buenas que tú vestidas exactamente igual que tú o sea tienes que tener un sazón tienes que tener algo que te diferencie y dice que muchísimas de estas lo que le hacían es que justo cuando terminaban de bailar ellas tenían que entrar y ponían a un reggaetonero así un gordo así a bailar con ellas y la mayoría ya en ese momento ponían una cámara y ya la mayoría en ese momento se habían quitado la cara de modelo estaban así todas pero estaban todas preocupadas y llegó Estefanía Fernández en su vaina, en su joda. Se estaba tipo el, bailando el reggaetonero y ahí. Y se lo gozó y se lo gozó divino y obviamente al gozárselo Quedó buenísimo, porque es la que quedó más natural, la que quedó que estaba haciendo la vaina mejor. Y evidentemente eso, eso te juega a tu favor demasiado. Entonces, no es nada más what you were saying about emotion being true, evidently. If you see, yo me imagino que Lazo cuando hizo, los que no conocen a Andrés Lazo, por favor, escúchenlo, es el, lo máximo. Lazo hizo una de sus canciones, eh, con una, hizo una canción con Sherry cuando estaban juntos y él dice tipo, yo no entiendo bro, esa canción es demasiado real, es demasiado tipo un sentimiento que viví demasiado, nadie le gustó, 
A mí me encanta. Pero a nadie le gustó. Nunca la he escuchado, ni siquiera sabía que tenían una canción juntos. Este, sí, tenían una canción juntos que se llama... No me acuerdo cómo se llama esa canción. Pero el caso es que... <risa> <risa> ok, wait, also. I think it's a moment, like, for you to pause, go listen to Dreams, so you understand everything that was said before. Yes. And then you come back to us. Awesome. Yes, please. <laughs> um, pero, ¿qué te iba a decir? Ah, so, emotionally speaking, a song can be perfect. Doesn't mean it's going to go through. Tipo, there's the, the, tipo, the perfectionism that goes behind a studio band making a song amazing, adding, like, electric guitar and all of that. Entonces, es como que... It strikes me as kind of amazing that we can actually do that. Como que you and I make a podcast and we know how difficult it is to do. Like it started being really fun and now it's also really fun but it's also a lot of work. People, for example, today's Monday. Yes. <laughs> and we, we realized something. That today's Monday and we need to post an episode. <laughs> <laughs> and we had absolutely forgotten that today is a posting day. And Ariana just came back from a trip. I have exams to study for but we still do it, you know? Exactly. That's... Okay, parenthesis here. I've noticed that, like, being constant with the, your projects, like, we could say, for example, like, fine, we'll do it Tuesday, you know, it's like, nobody's looking over us, nobody's gonna tell you it's wrong. But for us, the fact that we keep it every Monday makes the project something that's constant and that's something that makes us be responsible with it. And in the end, In the long term, what's going to keep it alive is that we feel respect for our project. Exactly. And going back to the thing of perfectionism of emotions, I think th like it's a perfect mirror example for anything you do in life. It's like, what, what if you have a talent for music, right? A lot of people can have like a naturally very good voice or naturally very good like ear, but... What in the end is going to take them to be a very good musician is the fact that they work on that and they become better and they want to strive for like to take their talent to the most of its potential. And the same thing happened with that song. It's like, if you know you have a very good song because it's very powerful and whatever you wrote in that's going to make you like your heart go full every time you perform, you might as well make sure that it's absolutely beautiful For the people that are going to listen to it and for yourself. Because the fact that like it's so meaningful to you and you want it to be there in your life, you want to also make sure that every time you listen to it, you're super proud of what you did. Exactly. So, Look, I for, for the first time since I started Dare to Think, my other podcast, I didn't post for two weeks. I realized. But I didn't post on purpose. Okay. We were launching uh, No One Gets Away With Anything. And I decided, look, this two weeks, or my Instagram is going to be exclusive, exclusively about no one gets away with anything. And now that I started posting again, it was like, damn. It's like you get out of practice. It's like stopping going to the gym. It's like an effort that if you stop doing it, mm. it actually becomes difficult to yeah. keep doing it. I'm going to be posting incessantly. I'm going to try to record. I'm going away for five weeks. So I'm not going to be close to a microphone for five weeks. I'm going to record six episodes because, well, those episodes are very small and it's a lot easier, but there's a difference. You have to have a structure. For example, no one gets away with anything has a different structure. You're going to find out about this anyway, so we might as well tell you. We have seasons, okay? Mm -hmm. So, for example, in the summer, we're going to be 
thousands of kilometers away from each other and we'll probably try to record uh you know separated but there will be a part of the summer where you will not get any new episodes and that's absolutely fine because we will keep going and we promise to give you more content but it does put into perspective how difficult it is for you to be able to listen to something in your ears every time you want what do you mean music how difficult it is to, to make something okay. to put a song out like i i want we my girlfriend and i estamos en un video will i am que hizo un beat para una canción en tipo 30 segundos mm -hmm. yes you can have the talent to make the beat in 30 seconds but having the people who play the instruments to understand what you're trying to tell them and to do it is so weirdly difficult when i'm still in the beyond order the jordan peterson and i'm reading rule four uh notice that opportunity lurks where responsibility has been abdicated so that the cuenta que las mejores oportunidades las tienes donde más responsabilidad ha sido abandonada y una de las cosas que te das cuenta es eso tipo if there's something going on in your work that you understand is wrong and that you can do better and you do better you become more essential how essential is music in your life very essential like my brother the other day we were seeing who the change from apple music to spotify and my brother was like i'm gonna have to do this change like smoothly because if i have one day without music something wrong like something's gonna happen to me mm -hmm. and it's so true now Dreams is really ghostly and really cool, and I love it. But I, I, I wanted to ask you, what's your favorite song? Okay. I don't think I have a favorite song, and I think that my relationship with music has sometimes troubled me because I believe that usually my taste in music is very popular, you know? I'm not the type of person that's like gets asked oh what do you listen to and i'm gonna come up with this like rock band that nobody knows about and it's super quirky and i know so much about it so i'm gonna be super interesting no that's not how it works i like popular songs songs that everybody listens to everybody likes and i'm not for example now i'm in love with harry Styles' new album i was super excited for it to come out i've seen all the interviews that he's given and i think that's something also we can talk about and for example from his new album one of my favorite songs is cinema And my top three, I think, are cinema and then uh, late night talking. And awesome song. Yes, I don't remember the other one. Daylight. Daylight, I like, but it's not like. The, uh, the, it has the the phrase. If I was a blue or a bird, I would fly to you. That that just it's amazing. And cinema also has a phrase. It's like, uh, I think you're. It goes something like. Uh, I think you're cool. Do you think the same thing about me? Or am I just into you? And that's like, I think it portrays a lot of beautiful things, right? And what you were saying about, like, how much time does it take to put an album out? For example, Harry speaks in an interview that he had with Apple Music that since COVID didn't allow him to perform um, Fine Line, which is his previous album, when he was supposed to, by the time he went out on a tour... He already had this new project of his, which means that he has had it for like the past two years. And he said like, it's like if I had this little secret that nobody could know about, but I was like so thrilled to share. And I still couldn't because, for example, they have like, most artists, they have like various versions of a song and then they listen to it like 
five million times and they're like they figure out which is the final one that they want to put out and in the end it's like probably if out of those five examples they put any of them the song would be amazing more or less very good you know equally yeah. good but the fact that they take the time to choose the perfect one i think that in the end somehow like in a secret way it turns out being what makes the artist be special you know okay yeah i understand what you mean and it does seem that way especially when you start taking into consideration the fact that these artists are really obsessed like you know i get it uh, i've listened to an, a podcast episode 1200 500 times and tried to get that little piece of audio that i didn't like out of it but there's also that other part of music my i think a ver a mí la música venezolana me encanta todo lo que es rabayana los mesoneros lazo anaquena eh, etcétera me encanta okay and i have music for different moments in my life of course it depends it's super important and we don't think about it that much but Damn, is music important in our lives? Like, okay, me voy a otra. My best friend, Luis. You've been mentioned in the podcast before. If you don't like it, you can sue me. Um, <laughs> please don't. Please don't sue us. We don't have money. Um, Billy Joel has a song, which I love, called Piano Man. And Piano Man is a song that has had special importance in my life since I heard it for the first time. And... The same goes in the same kind of vibe, American Pie. Bye, bye, Miss American Pie. There's something about those two songs. The same energy goes through them that just, damn, if I'm ever feeling sad, it'll either make me cry the way I have to or it'll make me happy. Something weird about it. The intro to How I Met Your Mother always makes me cry. Really? Yes. That's also a thing, like intros for TV shows. They have so much, they entail so much that every time you listen to them, you like move to a different space of your life. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Like if I said, eh, never mind that it be so simple, but a far away, a far away. Yes. Don't, don't tell me that didn't just transport you into your sofa in your house from when you were like 12. Come on. The same thing. The other day we saw a girl on TikTok singing the odd parents, fairly odd parents. Oh my god. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. And for example, like what you were saying before of your mood, I was thinking on my way here, like the impact of music in my life. And first of all, I had my AirPods on all my way because now that I live in Madrid and I walk so much, I've noticed that every time I walk, I like to listen to music. Yeah. But my point is that the choice of music that you have for the day tells you about how you feel in a way that sometimes you cannot figure out on your own. That's exactly where I was going. That music's like a thermometer for how you are. Exactly. It's very much true. I have, I remember once I needed a little bit of confidence and I, I was feeling like, you know, like amazing. And the Killers have a song called The Man. Mm -hmm. And it's literally, it's a super hard, like, a guitar. Kind of, and it just says, I'm the man, come round. Nothing can take me down, nothing can take me down. And it's just me walking down San Sebastian like yeah I'm the man mm -hmm. like really you look ridiculous but you feel like a god super empowered oh, for example yesterday 
like mid afternoon, I got like such a boost of happiness, and I was walking around. You know, I was not home, and I looked dumb as fuck. <laughs> But I don't care, dude. I was literally on the streets, like na 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 na. I was there. It was songs like I had like Happy Mix or something like that on Spotify. It wasn't even like a specific album, but it was like this very hype music that matched my energy. And sometimes, I think and like music is a pathway to like drenar, o sea, tipo como sacar esa parte de ti que, que, que tienes esa energía ahí y a veces no sabes qué hacer con ella, como que la música te ayuda a hay una palabra específica para Yo también esto. la estoy buscando. Pero no la consigo, no importa. Es como catharsis. Exacto. A cathartic experience. Si estás triste, lo sacas con la música que estás escuchando. Totalmente. Si estás feliz, lo sacas cuando bailas a la canción. Si estás concentrado, como que te concentras en la música. ¿Entiendes? Es como a veces simplemente nos sirve como una forma de and it feels liberating because you're doing that you're just letting it all out y o sea bueno así como te escuchas The Killers o sea yo hay veces que estoy en tipo mood como que necesito necesito un como un boost de autoestima y pongo reggaetón reggaetón de ese que me tipo las canciones que yo sé que me sé de derecho tipo de arriba abajo y que escuchaban las fiestas en las que me he sentido más bellas de todas entonces me pongo frente al espejo man, puedo estar cocinando limpiando no, I don't fucking care dude and I just like dance around and sing and like I imagine like if all the people that I want that I would want for them to see me at my best I would imagine that they're looking at me the way I'm looking at myself and that's something so powerful that o sea sin música imposible jamás en la vida me voy a poner yo a bailar frente a mi espejo sin música o hacer nada como que it just gives you a confidence or like a space for you to do things that you wouldn't do otherwise bueno I Anakena tiene una canción que me fascina que se llama Saudades. Amamos a Anakena, ¿ok? Increíble. Anakena, los amamos, los queremos y si nos escuchan, increíble. Y si quieren hablar con nosotros también. Sí, 100%. Eh, tiene una canción que se llama Saudades. Es una canción que le escribió uno de los band members a su abuelo que murió. Saudades es una canción, es, una, es un sentimiento, es un, una palabra en portugués. Saudades. Saudades. Que habla de feeling... Like, you're glad that somebody is out of suffering, but that they're, they're no longer with you. And that's a feeling that we, people who emigrate slash Venezuelans, feel a lot. And whenever I'm feeling sad, my grandmother passed away relatively not too long ago. And whenever I'm feeling a little bit sad, and I want to remember my mom, who I haven't seen in like three years, or my best friends, or whatever, I listen to that song, and it's like a curative thing. Igualmente, el otro día, de, hablando otra vez, coming back to Nerdwriter, he made a video about Michael Jackson's first song that like made him Michael Jackson. And it's the one... Which song was it? Oh my God, I can't remember. But Michael Jackson's music is so funky that I just like had to like dance my way to the bus. And I was like, yeah, dancing. Pero es que además es eso, o sea, tipo, uno se mete como en this world, which you feel like it's so real, that's what we were talking before, but in the end, like, people look at you as if you were retarded, because yes. nobody's listening to the music that you're listening to. So it's a beautiful experience. It's a very individual experience. Well. I, have a, I have a debate for you. I'm not a TikTok person. My girlfriend has tried and tried to get me to love TikTok. Actually, people... If you guys listen to YouTube a lot, YouTube Shorts, the algorithm is incredibly good. I have not listened to one YouTube Short that I haven't liked. But TikTok, it's probably, my girlfriend's probably right, and it's because I probably haven't, you know, trained the algorithm to show me the stuff that I like to 
to to you know to watch but and i have a point here the song the the salsa song that's trending on tiktok there i don't have tiktok either yeah but people will know uh the one that's la de siento que hiciste hiciste brujería tú me hiciste yeah it's a really good salsa song i can never listen to it again i like it i can't listen to it again it got burnt. Yes, the the same goes with in a minute. I'm gonna need us and a man, oh, no, a man or woman to pump no, me up. I don't want to have anything to do with that. Shit. Feeling comfy, walking my Balenciennes. Oh my god. Yes, I, I want to talk about that too. Like the bastardization of music. I think, I think. Look, you might love TikTok, but it's it does something to the music that's on there that I don't. I don't particularly like. Okay, I haven't example like to illustrate the way i feel about that there's this thing that says that happiness is something that's stable in your life right so like it has ups and downs but in the end if you ideally happiness is something that's you know solid in your life right you can be sad and but in the end if you're feeling happy overall it's temporary however we sometimes attach pleasure to the only source of happiness right rather than satisfaction with where you are na, na, na. so for example i know we share this like food makes you happy right and maybe for some people you know like having sex makes you happy you, there's like pleasures in your life but what happens if you have too much food you're not going to be happy if you eat more there's going to be a point in which eating more food is going to make you feel sick called marginal utility and marginal utility has a point in where it's negative okay we don't want to get to the negative boom economy exactly that's my micro econ teacher (laughs) (laughs) so my point is like we could say that a song is one of these pleasures right and at the, the more like the beginning it increases how much you like it but there's gonna be a point in which You've heard it like in so many different places and you can also like, I think it also depends if you associate it with something that you don't like as much, then the song is going to stop having that beautiful impact in you. It's going to actually have the opposite same impact, right? So in my opinion, there's two things. How much times you listen to it and what do you associate it with? So maybe it's that. What do you think? Yeah, I don't know. I think music, uh, my brother has always had a fight with me like in our life. Porque yo, por ejemplo, la primera vez que escuché Hey Soul Sister, mm-hmm. me enamoré de la canción y la escuchaba, 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 y la escuchaba. Mi hermano me quería arrancar la cabeza y quitar la canción de la existencia de la tierra. I think that's it. We have different levels of tolerance for the amount of times that we can listen to music. If I'm really obsessed with a song, oh, the album, oh, wow. The album by Fleetwood Mac is called Rumors, and the song is called Dreams. Okay. Awesome. My brain, <laughs> it works. Uh, básicamente, que mi hermano, o sea, would get tired of it and i understand when i'm obsessed with a song and i'm analyzing and i want to know what the lyrics means i've always done this there's a song called um well uh the killers mr brightside oh i love that yes it's a breakup song and it's amazingly good and it's about loving somebody that's in love with somebody else and it's you know jealousy taking you know it's it's really 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 a good song 
when I first listened to it, I listened to it like 10 times. I needed to figure out that song, the lyrics, the story. And then I figured out that it wasn't just one story. There were like four because the killers make the best kind of music videos where they like connect with each other and the songs connect with each other. And so Mr. Brightside connects to uh, a song called Miss Atomic Bomb. And it's about a guy who just falls in love with, it's a prequel to, to Mr. Brightside is how Miss Atomic Bomb gets away from Mr. Brightside. And it's, It's amazing. Like when I'm for 12 year old me realizing that these two songs that had made my life better were connected was amazing. The same goes for uh, my chemical romance. I had my emo phase and I really loved my chemical romance. I listened to it uh, practically every day. And there's some pretty dark songs in that repertoire and I listened to them and I understood them. And when I, knew what they were about i categorized them in my mind it was like okay you're for this kind of moment and it still happens to me today i don't like i don't have a lot of playlists i have my library and my library has to guess me today <laughs> you know and if it doesn't guess me today sometimes i'm playing music for a crowd and then <laughs> oh sorry yes so i don't know yeah i was gonna say For example, with the songs, it's some. I think something beautiful about them is that there's moments in our life in which we have our time explaining the way we feel. And somehow the people that compose the music get the words so right sometimes. And you're, you're feeling odd one day, right? And you casually stumble with a song that properly portrays the way you feel. And that feeling of being understood and feeling that somebody has felt like you before, it's also very powerful. So it's like music is not only, I believe, not only a space, but also a company. And that's a very important thing. Like, the fact that you have something going on in your ears and that you can pay attention to it also makes you feel that you're not alone. And for people like us, who can have a lot of friends, but when you migrate, you do have a lot of lonely moments, song becomes very important. Because they're your company. They can remind you of home. Like, that's it. Like, look, if I want to feel... <laughs> when I was... When my family and I were... O sea, cuando yo era pequeño, nosotros íbamos a Mérida. Mi madrina tiene una casa en Mérida, en un lugar fantástico que se llama Mesa Alta. Y siempre que íbamos en camino a Mesa Alta, we had, like, four CDs in the car. And we used to listen to them all the time. Y teníamos a... Eh, Natalia de la Farcoade, que tiene la canción de Limón y Sal. Yo te mm. quiero con Limón y Sal. Ay, amo esa canción. Pero Limón y Sal es tan popular que, tipo, it has different meanings. Pero tú me pones, yo tengo que confesar que a veces... Mm. Y yo me teletransporto a mis siete años en un carro a Mérida, me explico. Mm. Igual que um, The Beatles. The Beatles, eh, The Black Eyed Peas. <laughs> That's a big confusion. The Black Eyed Peas. We had the the album, and I know every single song by heart. Pero nada más, tipo, ahorita que nos vamos a ir de viaje, como esta canción, este, este, esta canción, este episodio no va a salir para ese momento todavía, eh, me voy a ir de viaje con mi familia y tengo el playlist hecho con todas las canciones de esos álbumes porque we're gonna fucking listen to it again. Um, a mí eh, me pasa, por ejemplo, ahorita que voy a Caracas. Yo también, eh, con mi hermana... Teníamos eso también. O sea, en el carro de mi mamá se escuchaban canciones muy específicas y tú le puedes poner esa canción a cualquier persona, pero solamente nosotras dos conectamos de la misma forma con esa canción. O sea, nadie en el mundo 
No importa que tan cercanos sean a mí, van a entender lo que esta canción significa para mí. Hay una canción que se llama Caramelo, ni siquiera sé quién es. Es creo que de una cantante latinoamericana, pero... Que... I've never heard it anywhere else, but on the CD that my mom had on her car. And the other day we listened to it, and it, like... O sea, si yo la escucho en cualquier parte del mundo, lo primero que va a pensar es como que I have to tell my sister I listened to it, and she's going to be as happy about it as I was. And it connects. Music, like, music connects people. And in a party, for example, like, the fact that you can just move along a sound with someone who's going to interpret it in their own way, but you're both sharing that moment, it creates a memory that will build the strength of that relationship. And like, although like going to parties can be something very empty at the same time, it can be very warming in the sense of like, you're sharing a song, you're sharing a memory with someone that in the end, like- A dance. Exactly. Also, it's very important, a kiss. A kiss. Oh. What about music and, and, you know, happy times? Music and happy times is very important. Well, I have actually, I, I have a, we, we have a person in common with whom I have a very special song. <laughs> I'm scared of who the person is. Uh, our dear Carlos Egaña. <laughs> I have a song with him that uh, he likes, you know, Dancing Queen, okay. ABBA. Um, it was really funny. We were walking around. I don't remember exactly where this happened, but we were in a car. Dancing Queen was going on. And he started to sing Dancing Queen in Spanish. Yes, and it was awesome. And I still, every time Dancing Queen comes on, I sing it in fucking that. Spanish. He does that a lot with everything. Or, for example, Luis Sosaya. Uh, my song with him is... Um, I forgot the name. I used to rule the world, see the skies would taint the world. Um, you sing very nice. Thank you. I wouldn't dare to sing. In, uh, for this kind of... Uh, I, I'm not thinking about the kind of people that are going to be listening to me. I'm just thinking about... Uh, uh, for me, it's very lovely. It's beautiful. Beautiful singing. Thank you. Uh, well, actually, talking about music. One thing I did do, which was kind of crazy. Okay. Uh, my sister came by. My sister came by Madrid. Funny enough, ese mismo día me encontré a alguien eh, que quiero mucho, eh, uno de mis alumnos de Moon, que lo adoro con locura. Me lo encontré en las calles de Madrid. He didn't know I was coming. Tipo, I saw him, he didn't see me. And I went up to him and I pushed him like really hard. Like oh, he got pero... super scared. <laughs> I do this, people. Uh, and he got super scared and he was like, hey, hey. And then he saw me and he was like, asshole. <laughs> And then he was really happy, and we talked for a little bit. And we were on our way to a karaoke, and we thought, you know, I've been to karaoke in Madrid before. You go, you get drunk, you sing a little bit. Uh, the audio is really bad. This was not it. Like this was a different kind of experience. I was with my girlfriend, uh, my brother, my sister, her boyfriend, my cousin, and her boyfriend. We all went to this bar. Okay, imagínense entrar al pingüino. En el country, para los que no han ido, es como un bar a la antigua, como que cuero, mesoneros vestidos con muy formales, alcohol súper bueno, como un ambiente cool. No hay casi gente, o sea, el bar ha estado súper controlado de aforo, no por COVID, sino porque el bar funciona así. Mm -hmm. Se llama Tony 2. And basically. Oh, I've heard, mm, I've heard of the place, yes. Mm, yes, and basically, tienes un piano gigante y un micrófono. Y una persona que toca el piano muy bien. And basically, eh, nos pusimos a beber y literalmente tú veías como parecía un viejo, como puede haber sido el papá de Luis Fernando, que es uno de mis mejores amigos, que su papá tiene ochenta y pico. 
que se pone a cantar. Tipo, ay, 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 ay. Así se pone a cantar. Canta y no llores. Exactamente. Que, y tú veías una gente que decías, tipo, tipo, mi hermana me dijo, no, no. Ahí canta gente que se lo prepara. Mm. Y yo estaba como que, I want to sing. Sí, me picaban los pies, yo quería bailar. Casualmente, eh, una historia con uno de mis amigos también, con dos un amigo y una amiga, que son de mis mejores amigos. Eh, la primera vez que yo tomé un ron así como excelentemente bueno. Tomé, es como bueno, bueno, bueno. Bueno, tipo pure. Me tomé un 1700. Entonces, Santa un Santo Teresa 1700. Y ese ron para mí tiene como un significado especial también. Eh, y me acuerdo perfecto. Que estábamos en el bar y, tipo, el novio de mi hermana es eh, turco-alemán y el novio de mi prima es americano y europeo de alguna parte del norte. Creo que es suizo. And they both like rum. Okay. Y estaban tomando Santa Teresa normal. Y yo, these people are 30-something. They have money. Let's level them up. No, no. Let's introduce them to something good. Oh. And I went... La barra, yo dije, oye, este lugar es medio de, de viejos, seguro tienen un buen, buen, buen ron. Y yo veo la barra y digo, coño, no lo veo, no la veo, no la veo. Y así como tipo magia, tipo, oh, una botella de 1700. And, uh, you know, they invited and we drank. And one of my cousins didn't want it, so I drank two eh, Santa Teresas 1700, which is really, really, really good rum and I love it. And, you know, liquid courage. And I had two songs in mind, one of them Piano Man by Billy Joel. And my girlfriend, I grabbed my girlfriend by the hand. I took her next to the piano through a river of people. I waited for the last person to, to finish singing. And I told the guy, mira, tengo dos canciones, eh, Piano Man y eh, Devuelve a mi chica, de Hombre G. Devuelve a mi chica. Oh, devuelve a mi chica. Sí, sí, okay. sí, 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 sí. It's... Amazing. Entonces yo empiezo a cantar Piano Man, and Piano Man's a really difficult song because it has a lot of, it's very long and it has a, like, the call-ins to the song are very similar. For example, like uh, John at the bar is a friend of mine, he gets me my drinks for free and the next verse is something like um, Paul is a real estate novelist and he never had time for a wife and they're very similar. In the heat of the moment, I got really confused. I ended the song in like two verses. Everybody clapped it was awesome and then i went with the second one it's an easier song and i began to sing that crap out of it you can hear me like the people especially here in spain if you sing that song it's like an iconic spanish song so if you ever like talk about that here or, or sing that song here people sing with you and they sang with me and it was oh the whole bar just like singing and it was amazing and i remember my sister my brother just recording like oh Aww. my god and that kind of experience is something only music can give you exactly well and artists also say it's like one of the most fulfilling things to sense is to perform in front of an audience and for them to sing from the deepest part of their lungs something that you wrote that's and yeah everybody has different interpretation for a song and like it, it's what we were saying before you attach it to a person to a moment to a feeling but that song is important for you and if as the creator of something like that the fact that it has such a replicating effect is very fulfilling yeah so definitely i feel like music in very different ways 
becomes a source of like a heart feeling thing. I don't even know how to put it into words. It's like because it's not only a feeling, it's not only a sensation. It's like a, a series of things that add up that in the end just build a better mood, a better memory, a better experience. understanding. Also, exactly experience of the world that you're in. So that's also very beautiful. I think I have an idea to end this. Mm -hmm. We talk a lot about the fact that no one gets away with anything. Mm -hmm. I think that no one gets away with anything generally tends to be interpreted in the negative sense. If you do something bad, you don't get away with it. Mm -hmm. No one gets away with doing anything good either in a very positive sense. A lot of people like to do good things and just, you know, shrink their heads, keep going, keep walking. If you ever have the privilege to make music or to make something that touches other people's lives, you won't just get away with it. There will be consequences, but there will also be this incredibly positive wave of things mm -hmm. like music. Every single person who sold Lasso, sold his first car to produce his first album. And he's changed people li people's mm -hmm. lives with his music. And I, Justin Bieber started on YouTube. And you don't get away with stuff like this. It changes your life. Exactly. Well, for example, my boyfriend does music nowadays. And it's very... It's very nice to see it from a perspective from that side, from the creator's side. It's like, I'm talking to him every once in a while. He just grabs his phone. He's like, give me a sec. I need to write something down. It's like, he has his whole like protocol for making music, right? So it's like, first he has like, there's all these ideas written like in notes in his phone. And then he goes like, okay, today I'm going to do music, right? So he sits down, he looks for the beats, he builds up his song and I think my boyfriend, my yeah, my current boyfriend is one of the most emotionally intelligent people I know. He's he has a lot of talents, he's very charming, but he understands people very well. And I think that one of the best way in which he channels, which is the word I was looking for before, his emotions and his intelligence is through his songs. Like musicians have a way of putting feelings into words that very few people manage to get. Sure. So For them, like the whole thing of like one event, making it and building up into a whole song and a whole experience for a lot of people to enjoy is also very powerful if you see it in that sense. So yeah. I think it's super admirable to see someone just like build up a song from like all the things that are going on in their head. And it's also very therapeutic for them. Yeah. And the ending result is like their baby because they put so much effort into it and it means so much for them that in the end, just by knowing, for example, just by knowing whatever it took for him to write that, even if I don't understand the song because it can be in French, I love to listen to it, you know? Yeah. And that's, that's absolutely beautiful. So you can't even get away with it in a different language. Exactly. That's, that's also something very important. Like you cannot, music is so powerful that you can listen to K-pop and Korean and still feel like they're singing English music because you like the song exactly so yeah just make sure that you enjoy when you don't get away with things it's like yeah sometimes the universe is just telling you like reap reap exactly. the benefits and take 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 like a good grasp of your life and like yeah you know use it into your advantage so yeah it was a lovely lovely chat lovely chat i will have to say one more thing a disclaimer that we have never said before but we will keep saying from now on is that we are not experts on anything absolutely we are students people just como dice mi hermana hablando mierdas talking shit just about our lives so 
don't take us too seriously. Absolutely not. And I'm sure there's going to be a lot of people that have a lot of other things to say. And we'll, we're more than thrilled to know what you're thinking about it. Okay. Well, we'll see you again next Monday. Remember. No one gets away with anything. Thank you.